This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Fallon Satterfield. Thank you so much for coming and joining me on my podcast. This has been yeah. a long time coming. I know. We've been talking about this for a while. I'm really Like a really year. Excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so excited, though. So excited. You are the OG spiritual bad bitch. You are a coach, a mentor, a creative, a writer. You're an excellent writer. Let me just honor you with that. Thank you. Yeah, take that in. Yeah, um, you are from Atlanta, right? No. No, so wait, where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally, I know, right? I've been all over the place. So I'm originally from Indiana. But I grew up in the DMV area, so like D.C., Maryland, Virginia, and then I've lived in D.C. and L.A. primarily for the last, what, nine years, like back and forth in the sense of after I left D.C., I came to L.A. and I've been here ever since. (laughs) So back and forth, but actually just L.A. Right, literally. (laughs) So what brought, what made you move to L.A.? Yeah, so, okay, I, in 2020, I was really just, like, getting the ball rolling in my business. Um, I still didn't have really, like, a space where I felt, like, in my business that I was considered what I might call successful, but I needed, like, a different sort of stimulation, and, like, at the time, I was living in Virginia, and I was just, like, not happy. I wasn't happy with my environment. I wasn't happy with like the way that I was running my business in the sense of who I felt I was being in it because of my environment. And that really just led me to like literally like in March of 2020, right before like maybe like three days before the airport shut down. Whoa. I booked a t- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, booked, <laughs> I booked a ticket and I, I moved to LA and I had only had an Airbnb booked for maybe like seven days. I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was just like, I want to move and I couldn't take it anymore. So I just jumped. So when we talk, when you're talking about like you weren't happy in your business, what were you doing at the time that you moved? Were you doing social marketing? Is that what yeah, you were teaching? I was very much so doing content creation, marketing. I was heavy in that time period talking about authentic marketing and owning your magnetism and you know all the the buzzy fun organic marketing basically like showing up online every day going viral or trying to do so and creating content writing really good content writing really good content that's right and giving away a shit ton of value yeah that's what we all did during the pandemic was give it all away right Give it all away and expect 
something to come to you randomly. <laughs> well, things were a little different. Like the algorithm was different. The more you went live, the more you gave it away. Like people were following. You did go viral. Like you yeah. grew your audience during that time. I think there was something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, but I think that the algorithm and life has opened back up. Things change. Oh, yeah. And so on that same beat, like what what has changed? I mean, let's just jump right into it. Like, where are you at now? Like, you're not giving it all away. Like, I just saw an email oh, yeah. from you that said you are retracting your long form content via email and you're pay you're asking your audience to pay for your yeah. content via what is it? Which one? Which platform Patreon. are you using? Patreon, Patreon. right? So what is yeah. what was the move from removing long form email directly to your audience to having them pay? Oh, yeah. So for me, it was realizing not only just as like a coach and a business owner and a content creator, but also as a digital marketing strategist who has worked with so many clients. That is Tiger Lily. She has made her entrance. She's made her entrance, you guys. She is like the queen of the house. Um, so basically, like having had the experience not only as like you know, a business owner, a coach, a content creator, but also working with these people in that capacity. Like I was realizing that the long form content posting like so much, like it only, okay. So you know how like sometimes when a lot of things, the same things are happening in a market, people start to get burnt out, exhausted. Uh, the, the, the actual consumer starts to recognize patterns and it mm -hmm. starts to become something that's like, passive for them unless they like really pay attention to you you know um it's 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 almost like this just flood of content and data and information overload that the message isn't really being heard right mm -hmm. so it's a gimmick I, and people get used to it right a strategy right, exactly and even if you aren't in an industry you start to recognize how an industry might use their strategy or their business model to yeah. attract you as a as a client or customer. And whether we want to admit it or not, uh, there's turn-ons and turn-offs, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And once you start seeing something over and over and over and it becomes repetitive, it really just becomes like this undesirable thing to participate in. Mm -hmm. You know? And so for me, I realized that not only am I a great writer and I feel like the writings and the value that I have given through that method of, of teaching, educating, helping people expand consciously, not only has that been something that I've contributed for free for so long, but it's also like just posting it on Instagram and it going into your feed and nobody ever seeing it again is such a, a waste for your genius. And that's how you get burnt out. That's how you start to feel unappreciated, uninspired, and resentful towards your own creative genius because it's just getting churned out constantly on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about, I feel like, so I started, we started following each other during the pandemic. I would say 2020 at the height of the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, riots, protests, the whole thing. Like we were all there. Yeah. There was also like tons of, there was also this big movement like, I forgot about this one. I think I watched like a two hour rant that you went on about uh, <laughs> white privilege and manifestation. <laughs> yeah. And like the buzzword manifestation kind of got a bad rap for a while. I mean, it still yeah. might have not fully recovered. Like that is like 
the time block that when we met, um, what do you, how, have you come back around to manifestation? What does that look like to you now? Like you have a community called spiritual bad bitch mm-hmm. and you are very spiritual. I know that like having a conversation, you do believe in manifesting. We're all manifesting obviously, but what around that word do you believe anymore? And how does that implement into your life now? Because it's changed since 2020. Oh yeah. I love this question. Okay. So I believe in manifestation, but I don't like the idea that like people almost strip people's power away from them to make them buy something to say, I'll teach you how to manifest, right? Now, it would be different to say something like, I'll teach you how to consciously create a life that you desire that's from a space of like more than just material gain, right? I think that's the the issue that I've had in the past and presently with the word manifestation and how it's primarily used is like very rooted in capitalism. Mm-hmm. And I think that that totally bypasses the point of spiritual spirituality and having a spiritual lifestyle. It's not just about you get to be, do and have everything that you want. You know what I mean? Like it's not about that for me, at least that's not fulfilling it's not sustaining even though you do believe that like you like nice right. things you are an oh, aesthetic yeah, being sure. Hello, like, you're, I'm a bitch. you're a Libra yeah. rising right like oh yeah Libra rising like and Danielle you know I didn't even know but I have a Leo stillium so oh. I have like a concentration of welcome Leo to the fire <laughs> yeah right consciously but, you know, welcome like, to it literally right but you know i like nice things but that's not the forefront of my of my spiritual relationship with the universe do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah um and i think that you know that's why i kind of refrain from like this hype around manifestation because even if i scroll tiktok or i scroll instagram it's just somebody you know posting a three-step process for this or a ritual for that or a magic spell for manifesting this and it's not like a sustainable relationship with your actual soul it's Mm -hmm. more so like I'm looking for to create these things and feel this way about myself in order to feel like I've accomplished something in life well it's a lot yeah it's a lot of external validation because oh yeah usually these these goals are centered around Mm -hmm. achieving something people place or person noun yeah. and it's yeah. not necessarily about becoming a the true aligned version of yourself and I use the word yeah. the word aligned a little loosely because I know that's very <laughs> overused yeah. but you know to really become aligned with your actual authentic soul purpose yeah. and not putting a soul purpose on top of why I want to serve and make millions mm. air quotes you know? (laughs) Yeah. And we've ran, we've ranted a lot about this. I think that a lot of what the coaching industry came from is network marketing and Mm -hmm. a few specific coaches out there. We don't even have to mention that have written books, have been course creators and they built on top of a cannibal, like an, in like almost like a pyramid, like way where it's like a coach for coach industry And it's become very cannibalistic. And along with that, these tips and tools for manifesting weren't actually to manifest your, like I said, your aligned purpose, but to actually manifest more money and more clients (laughs) underneath you. 
and it's not more money it's actually more clients and so what we've seen a lot of in this industry is people Mm. going broke for coaches and Mm. having mentors and spending all their earnings on higher ticket coaches so that they can earn higher ticket you know yeah right (laughs) yes that's literally why i am like i'm fucking done like with the like trying to even fit my genius or the way in which I am a service provider in the world into a coaching model of business because like it's just it's so in a way it's not very transparent yet a lot of the conversation happens to be like authenticity and transparency and like this and that when in actuality it's just a form of manipulation for the actual business model to sustain itself so it's like when I realized that, like when I broke the curtain open around my own understanding of that, it really turned me off. Which by the way, like, and I know that we had the same experience when you broke the curtain open, didn't it feel like your identity was being shattered in a grieving process? Because that's what it felt like to me releasing my job or title or business as a coach. Like I still am a coach. It's part of who I am. It's part of what I do part, but my business model has since shifted. But when I discovered that I was no longer truly aligned with the word coach and being a coach for coaches, there was an identity crisis essentially. And that happened about a year ago. So what was that? What was that like for you to break through that curtain? Yeah. You know, it was almost like I had built such a, and this was a really big awakening for me spiritually as well. We can get into that. But like that was almost like I had built so much self-validation and likability of myself Mm -hmm. around what I had created in my business because I had made you know, a name for myself as the queen of conscious marketing and everybody was into the the philosophies that I was, you know, sharing around marketing and content creation and vibrational content and all these different things. Which, by the and- way, you you did do and still do a really great job of taking core principles of marketing, which are very traditional marketing principles based on psychology, based on traditional corporate marketing. And you do a great job at not regurgitating it, but like actually recreating them and making them your own and not recreating them. Cause I don't want to say like the principles have been recreated, but you have a way of stylizing them that is more digestible. It's more fun. It's also, um, less gimmicky. And so yeah. even though like you may no, no longer be doing as much of that, I will say that you did it really well and Thank really, you. really beautifully. Thank you. Yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> having had built such a big identity even off of that like that statement right um i felt like so much um almost not like shame but almost like um sadness around the fact that like now that i'm no longer you know forwardly telling all of these people how to make your content better so that you can make more money some people just start to not align with your message anymore or the things that i started to share online like started to become less um, resonant with people because I wasn't giving them what they wanted in that way. And so I started to feel like my self-esteem was dwindling, like I was questioning my shifts. I was feeling like 
I was literally like on a balance beam of like trying to figure out, well, should I keep doing it? Because I know that this has worked for me and that mm-hmm. this is what I've really branded myself around so well. And I know that I could go on to do all these things or do I actually really want to be like happy and elevated in my purpose and where I have personally evolved into because of my own soul and my own desire. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, be, I totally know so, what you mean. Yeah, it was definitely like an identity crisis and like almost like a shame and guilt around like, like, why do I not really vibe with this anymore? Why do I not? And it's interesting too, because I, I feel like when people like us get into that space internally, where we're recognizing that we no longer align with something, even the outside starts to like reflect that we need to let this go. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I went through a period of attracting clients one-on-one who I was just like, I cannot work with this person. I had to like fire people. I wasn't having the biggest like launches that I used to have. I wasn't really like in a space where I even felt motivated or compelled to not procrastinate on getting things done in a certain way before they happened, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I had to start looking at the that reality and those habits and the things that were happening around the way that I was feeling within doing it. And then that's when I was like, okay, well, you're just going to have to like really step into like where you're going and, and just go through the motions of, of what that's going to be like for you. But I cannot, <laughs> I'm just nodding and nodding and nodding because I, you're like, and I always tell you this, like you're so good, good at articulating the processes that I'm going through or that I've been through. And I know yeah. that if like you're articulating my inner process, then you're probably articulating a lot of people's inner process. So I know that this is going to be resonant for so many people, whether they experienced it a year ago or six months ago or at another point in their life or career and or whether they're going through it right now and wondering what's wrong with them, why they're rejecting their quote unquote vision of who they thought they were going to be in this industry or in their industry. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was when you're in it, when you're in that transition and you don't know where you're going next and nothing you're like you're saying, like your inner world is reflected in your outer world and not just your inner state because you can Right. Like, right. We have tools. We can get ourselves into a good mindset. We can have good days. Like you can microdose, like you can do all the things right and get yourself like vibrationally centered and aligned with your high, you know, all the things. But at the end of the day, if it is not in your destiny and in your purpose to continue along the path and your soul is asking you to change the trajectory of your career or your life and or both, then nothing that you do will perform like you cannot will performance and cause people to invest in you if you're not in an aligned state truly with what you're supposed to be doing. And so I think that I, I definitely experienced the exact same thing. And it was like a year ago. It's like I put out a course. I put out another course. I put out a workshop. I hired people. I had to fire people. I had to cancel the courses. I had to cancel the workshops. Like nobody signed up or, or one person would or two people would. And like I couldn't even bring myself to do them because I didn't feel aligned. Not because one person signed up or five like and it wasn't my goal, but actually because like I literally couldn't get myself to get there. Yeah. And so – there was a huge identity crisis or shift and disillusionment with who I mm. thought I was supposed to be, which was 
Danielle Bigby, coach, course creator, mentor, like, you know, yeah. like again, like I'm still some of those things, but it doesn't look like the way I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we went through it and we came yeah. out the other side and here we are. So yeah. what does it look like on the other, other side of that, mm. that breakthrough breakdown, mm. um, curtain shattering moment like and how long did it take you to get where you're at now like where do you feel like you're on the other side by the way I feel like I am three-fourths way through the tunnel um very honest answer yeah and really honestly like the last nine months of my life have been an utter like transformation from you moved right yeah like in LA but you moved yeah, I was living downtown and oh God, that just wrecked my nervous system. It was like kind of a luxury apartment. And I remember when I we met in person for the first time, you were like living there, but about to move out and you were yeah, yeah. like sad about it, but like also like yeah. excited, like leaving yeah. this dream luxury apartment had to be kind of sad yeah. too. Yeah, it was sad, but also like I realized that a part of the choice of moving there wasn't even from like a real place within me Mm -hmm. which is why it started to like fall apart you know what I mean it was a facade my relationship my environment also like astrologically I have Pluto moving through my fourth house so like my home family life is just getting shaken up until next year basically (laughs) so you're in it you're just bracing I'm in it right and you know like the last nine months have been like transformation after ego death after ego death after ego death after transformation after and it's like bringing it has brought me into this space of of recognizing like okay who is the next version of this evolved self right and I'm a manifesting generator as well so like it's like if you like you literally have to do multiple things in your life and Mm -hmm. I really throughout my life have resisted that because there's this programming around like get something that you get really good at you stabilize it you move up in it you stick with that if it works it works where did that come from do you think that was like parental societal definitely that and you know even now like it's hard for me to have conversations with my mom or my parents in general about business and my transitions and even my spiritual life pivoting yeah pivoting because it's like they don't understand like the fact that like as you grow as a spiritual being, you're also going to evolve in every other area of your life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like nine months ago, I was in a very toxic relationship with someone who I would consider who had narcissistic tendencies. But like nine months later, as I've evolved and changed and grown and integrated all these things, I have the most amazing, healthy, conscious partnership I've ever had in my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, along with that, I've also discovered that I don't want to do business and marketing and content creation, coaching or mentorship or teaching anymore. What I desire to do is to help people access a deeper level of spiritual fulfillment, soul wealth beyond material wealth. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, I want to work in in not only online, but like in person in Hollywood and with people who have really successful careers who are struggling to have the inner wealth that they desire all by having all of this success. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's so many different parts of my journey to which 
micro and macro on micro and macro levels like have really brought me into that understanding of like yes like you can have all the success the luxury apartment the 30k launches like all the things right but like ultimately like if you don't sustain your own internal wealth separate and detached from your material life then like you don't really have anything do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like that was really my that was really my lesson because mm-hmm. like I had gone so hard and like built my identity off of how the world was responding to me in a specific time frame. And when that stopped, I had no choice but to like look at myself and ask myself like how do I have how do I get to be happy and content and fulfilled and in and on purpose with myself. Mm-hmm. And not only has that evolved into being like okay, I want to mentor people into deeper spiritual wealth, fulfillment, contentment, presentness in their life but also I'm doing merch because I've always been a creative person from a space of like aesthetic and I'm a writer and I really want to turn that into art forms that people can wear Mm -hmm. so for me I've been behind the scenes working on merch and um taking like clothing or like pins or coffee cups like what kind of merch is this like more so like I'm thinking like high end heavyweight sweatshirts, sweatpants with like different spiritual totems and writings of my own on them that I love that specific things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and stickers and like different things like that. But beyond that, like some things that I've also manifested through my transformation of really looking at myself and not only asking like, what is my soul need and want, not from a material space only, but also from like a, an emotional fulfillment space. I manifested a partner who is in real estate and now we're like, okay, let's do Airbnb together. Let's think about how we can invest in these properties and like all these different things. Right. So for me, my entrepreneurship journey is, is, is one and the same with my spiritual journey. It all you you have the moment, right, where you're like in this space and this is what your life is, and then you go through the void and then you come out somewhere else so long as you surrender to the process and get what you need mm-hmm. to gain from why the things are falling apart in the first place. It's like you know a surfer I mean? being pummeled by the wave. And like when you yeah. think of the word pummel, like you think of like being rolled around and tossed around in rocks, right? That's how we pummel jewelry. But like what happens to that in that process is that your rough edges become smooth and you become shiny and you come out the other side. And so it's like you just have to like really the the thing about surviving I gave as a surfer. So I really understand these analogies. I spent hours watching him on the beach. Maybe I watch him. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I got the surf analogy. Um But like if you during that process really fight and like try to swim and try to grasp at the board, it it makes it really difficult and you don't act because you can't really tell up from down. I have surfed a few times. It's been really terrible. I've been (laughs) pummeled, let's say. But like when you fight it, it's worse. And the more you relax and really come out the other side of the void, so to speak, the easier it is and like but like let's talk about what surrendering is like we hear that all the time like surrender to the process like relax in like that moment and like I know for me like when I was entering the void last year around this time I hit a wall of four-year depression and like it was like the height of my four-year depression where like I could no longer mask the symptoms and function 
And that's when I started microdosing. Yeah. And so during the process of, of entering the void and surrendering to it, my process looked like, well, I'm just going to hold on to the two clients I have. I'm not going to market anything else. I'm not going to sell anything else. I'm going to let go of these clients once our terms are up. And maybe I re-signed one. We've worked together for like a year. But besides that, I didn't work with anyone else. And during that process, I joked. I was like, I'm a philanthropist now. (laughs) (laughs) like I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna like give my like time to charity because and I literally applied for freelance science positions I applied to work on marine boats like I applied to work in places like for with that were passions of mine when I was a child so I was like rediscovering my inner child um but I bring all that up to say like I literally had to let go of the vision that I had for the last four or five, six years of like becoming mm. this top tier wellness entrepreneur coach mm. and allow myself to literally be in the present of my life and mm. explore the things that I had forgotten that were joys, like going outside mm. in getting my membership at the standard. I, I say that because I hadn't allowed myself to get the membership at the standard because I needed to be at work. Yeah. So I really allowed myself to like explore who am I now? What do I desire? What do my days look like? What were the passions that I left behind? Mm-hmm. And so for me, that looked like surrender. Um, but what is it? What did it mean to you during that process? And like, mm-hmm. you know, how was that? How did you experience mm-hmm. that? And what does that word actually mean for other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh, this is resonating so much. This is why I love talking to you. I know. I love um, talking to you too. I love talking to you. Okay. So, you know, for me, the process was very hard at the beginning because I, you know, growing up in an environment where I had experienced a lot of abandonment, one of my main like things in life that I've had to like unravel is like trying to control everything, like control Ooh. my environment, control this like control that like me like and when I tell you that like the last nine months of my life have completely like I've been in I'm like now in a space where I can say like I'm literally okay with every like anything like it's okay like there's nothing to fight control like I know that everything that aligns within my my timeline is is there for me for a reason you know what I mean um but ultimately like that journey for me at first was very like controlling from the sense of like where I needed to feel or like feel in control or be able to see these things happen in order for me to feel like everything was okay and when that rug is like ripped from under you and you don't have a choice but to be like okay like ego bust humbled like totally like okay like this is how was that how was that rug ripped up from under you this time yeah so for me it was firstly I moved had moved into this luxury apartment right and I had moved in with a partner the intention was that we were gonna split the rent it was a four thousand dollar apartment in downtown Los Angeles per month for that ain't cheap yeah and so you know like I was making good money I have been making good money my business for the last you know, since 2020 when things blew up. And then I was like, okay, cool. I can afford the 2000 a month on my, my end, right? Like, that's good. Like, I can do that, right? But ultimately, when we moved in, 
this person was there for maybe like a month and then they like went on a trip. I found out they were cheating on me for the fourth time. I'm and so sorry. <laughs> no, wow. It's literally, it's, it, it literally, it's literally all good. You know, like I know mm-hmm. exactly why things happen. But then it was like when I found out about that, I was like, oh my God, like, okay, well, you're not going to come back here. Like, you know, and then I tried to, this was in July of 2021. And so I tried to foot it on my own, you know, like, albeit having other investments that I've made, I have other bills, like, you know, just like goals in general, like, especially when your income increases, you increase your expenses. Like Mm -hmm. I had naturally done that over the last with no clients, my business has to be transparent, $1,500 in expenses and that there's no employees in that $1,500 expense. Like your life, your business, like you have expenses. It's, it's wild, especially as an entrepreneur, people don't really understand that. Like all your systems, all the things, the websites, <laughs> it all, yeah. everything adds up. Oh yeah, for sure. And so for me, it was like, okay, you have business expenses, you have personal expenses. And you know, like I, can totally be honest and say that in some of my personal expenses, I didn't make responsible choices because I, you know, when your business starts blowing up, you start bawling. You're like, okay. Well, and I also think that goes back to that manifestation mindset, the industry mindset of that, you know, we're shown in by example that when you, and again, like for some reason, like the network marketing flashes in my mind. It's like I hit yeah. a certain tier and I make $10,000 a month. I buy Louis Vuitton. Yeah. Right. I did I did XYZ. I buy this car. And so right. I think yeah. the, that goes back to the unsustainability of like not really being educated, not you, but like the right. industry exactly. not being an example of of recognizing there's times of inflation and deflation and yeah. recession. And we went through a time which was, you know, the pandemic, which was slightly, you know, unstable. But at the same time, people were spending more money on things and because they couldn't spend them on experiences. Right. And so it was like a time if you were making money, you were buying a lot of things. I can very much say that I did the same thing. So I totally relate. Yeah. And it was like, and from a space of like, where of course, like I could do it, but I also wasn't thinking ahead of like, okay, well, after this is over, like, what's the market going to do? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that that's something that a lot of, of especially, you know, spiritual entrepreneur manifestation people who claim like you have this specific mindset and nothing ever goes wrong ever again type people um, don't, aren't transparent about, you know, mm-hmm. like I was listening to something the other day, actually. And it said something like, yeah, even though like, you know, the economy or the recession, this happens, like your income doesn't have to do anything. Right. And I mean, like in many regards, based on how you set yourself up, that can be very true. But if we look at the overall market and like the actual way that the economy works, like that doesn't make any sense at all. So it's like this false, like disillusioned narrative of like, Mm -hmm. none of this stuff matters if you have this mindset and this energy. And that's not real. Yeah, because we defying the laws of the universe. 
Yeah. And and also like it works for those coaches in those industries where they have created models of sustainability and passive income. And that's and, a selling point. And, and and like and like let's track back to the beginning of this conversation. You were teaching organic marketing and doing, doing, yes. doing, giving, 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 because that was yes. like where we were at in the industry kind of yeah. like trend in the marketing trend in this industry, like the yeah. niche and nuance of coaching. And I think for a lot of people in other industries as well. I mean, I can tell you firsthand, the hospitality industry was very much in the same route. Everything was increasing, increasing, growing and growing. Oh, yeah. Nobody saw anything coming in the future. And so a lot of innovation had to happen during the last two years oh, yeah. in the hospitality industry. And I say that because my fiance owns bars and restaurants. So, you know, it affected everybody, not just this industry, um, right. but... Yeah, it's it's yeah. not sound advice. And I think that that's one of the miss, you know, steps of the industry is teaching people to to spend and and not and not save and not make wise investments, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. At least like in that moment, like there was a part of me who like I'm still I consider myself in the beginning stages of my life. Like I haven't even hit 25 yet. I know so how 25. Yeah, She's I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like, I've learned, like, from those lessons. Like I, like I said earlier, like, it's, like, specifically I know why this is occurring in this moment in time, in this life. And, and I think, you know, it's easy to be hard on yourself and to think that, like, something's wrong with you because what somebody else is presenting to you as their reality isn't yours. But in actuality, like, this goes back to the thing we were saying about surrender is like ultimately like you're just as like connected to the universe as anyone else whether you are consciously aware of it or not and your journey and the things that occur in your timeline in your life are leading you exactly to the highest potential of where you desire to go so long as you receive that you know like receive Mm -hmm. what comes on that that journey it's not just like this upward trend of like dope I discovered money manifestation and mindset and like I created a business and now suddenly nothing in my life is ever going to go wrong ever again like no it doesn't work like that like it's it's really more so of like how do you receive like even the polarizing experiences that the universe gives you so that you can leverage that for your own personal and spiritual power you Mm -hmm. know and And the things that we often think will fulfill us don't. Like, that goes back to what I was saying. Like, living in a luxury apartment downtown LA, like, I thought that was going to be, like, the thing of my life. When I got there, I felt so unsafe. Like, it was a building that was, like, luxury, right? But, like, I literally was in the middle of an armed robbery on the property in the middle of the day. There's, like, just crazy stuff happening. There's like for context, of- downtown Los Angeles is is a total mess, especially since the pandemic. It's oh yeah, ten- they call it tent city. Tent city is oh, now yeah. like infiltrated like every part of downtown oh, yeah. LA, and so it is truly unsafe to live there. It's so bad, and you know when you are you know at a certain point where you're operating from your ego or you know money gets ahead of your soul, which is why I say like when people say like, what are your soul desires? And then they're like $10 million. I'm like, that's not a soul desire. (laughs) Like that's an ego desire. Your soul is not detached, is not attached to anything material. 
your soul is always seeking what's actually going to fulfill you. And often we think that material things and these and that and this and that and the third way are going to fulfill our soul. But in actuality, that's why we end up in a space of chasing life and chasing material gain and constantly chasing the, the ladder of success because we're achieving these things, but then we're not actually giving our soul what we need. So like mm -hmm. often when we um, offer ourselves the opportunity to not try and work ourselves and fix ourselves out of a problem, we actually receive one of the biggest power initiations of our lives within our challenging, polarizing moments that lead us to what our soul will actually need. Okay, you know can you I mean? say like, that again? Power initiation to find that, yeah. please, because that's dope. So, like, a power initiation is like <clears throat> the energy that you actually need to feel or embody that's going to help you be the most powerful, content, present creator, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say creator, I don't necessarily mean I'm creating and manifesting all these material things. I'm talking about like being a part of the universal grid. Mm -hmm. Like it's more so being an energetic creator, like outputting energy right. of positivity and right. like being a charge for other people, essentially. Right. right. And I think that, again, like our whole society is like it glorifies capitalism. It glorifies cars and jewelry and money and all these things, right? And those things are nice. They're great. Like I have magnificent luxury experiences all the time. Like I just naturally attract them. But do I think that those things actually make me a happy person at the end of the day? Do they make me feel good about myself at the end of the day? Am I content with my emotional space holding for myself at the end of the day because of those things? Absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I like to always like reference things like we've seen so, so many times in throughout history and modern past where, you know, people who have $10 million in the bank account, the best careers you could ever think of, they get to travel, they, they kill themselves or they, you know, don't feel happy with their life and they have just like the worst they enter suicidal states or depression right. or Despite, deep levels of anxiety yeah right and we even see that with celebrities like i the amount of of even just watching like the defamation trial with johnny and um amber heard i'm just like it's like almost like um you realize like no amount of money actually makes you be like happy or like just different things right or like healthy or whatever. And mm -hmm. so something that I always like to reference and say is just like soul wealth is different from material wealth. And like your soul doesn't innately desire like things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's more so of like the path, the energetic path and experience that you have that actually expands your, your sense of spiritual self and alignment with like the greater universe. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm -hmm. So and what does yeah. your soul want? What does Fallon's soul want? Yeah. For me, I genuinely like one of my goals, my, my only goal actually for the last nine months when this whole thing started was to be like extremely present. Mm -hmm. 
And the only reason why that's the only, that's the, 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 the reason why that's the only goal that I have is because I realize like no matter what's happening in your life, when you can be present in that moment with that thing, there's actually so much pleasure and like connection and like aliveness within a given moment, whether you want to label it good or bad. Mm-hmm. The, the intensity of a specific moment based on an emotion or what is happening, it actually opens you up to life. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be open to life. Like, I don't want to be so caught up in, like, what I need to get to get to this state in life. And, like, because I know, like, when I'm present and I'm focused on love and I'm aware of the divine at all times, like, I know that I'm aligned. I know that every single thing that I've asked for or desire, I don't have to struggle for. I don't have to, like, go hard to achieve I can just expect to receive because I'm focused on being present and content with my current reality. That's what my soul wants. I want to be as present as possible for every single moment that I can because I don't want to look back on my life and say, like, I did all of this achieving and this forward thinking about what I'm creating and who, like, living outside. It's like almost like living out of body in the present moment. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. And I think there's something so beautiful about the simplicity of the presence that I think that is so missed when we're trying to achieve and experience something outside of ourselves in the future and waiting for it. Like two things, it's twofold. Like the anticipation Mm. that the anticipation for the future often breeds anxiety, right? When it's nothing to be angst about, right? Like whether something will or won't happen, you will survive like not we're not talking about physical death but like you know whether you get the raise or get the job have the baby have the kids get the husband get the wife get the partner buy xyz like you're actually withholding yourself from having those things first Mm -hmm. of all Mm -hmm. second of all that anxiety that you're curating in that moment is is diminishing your presence right and in yeah the simplicity of being in the present, whether you said, like you said, it's good or it's bad, whatever you want to label it, is that the nuggets of transformation and those power, what did you say? Power, power activation. Initi- in, initiation. initiation. Yeah, that power initiation comes from that present moment, right? So yeah. it's kind of like, uh, like I'm visualizing it like a, like a computer board, right? And like, those those pieces of the software those pieces of the hard drive are like waiting for you to like build it right the computer is waiting to be built so that it can function at its optimal and without you being present in those moments especially of difficulty and complication like those ego deaths and those transitions where you don't know where you're going trying to control the outcome which is the antithesis of surrender oh yeah yeah. you know distances you from the learning experience, AKA the plug, the adapters, the software, all the things that you have to put into your computer, the the chips, right? It distances you from grabbing those things and actually having them, which is the present moment, the knowledge, the divine wisdom that you're going to experience as you experience those painful, uncomfortable, void like situations. And so I think it's really beautiful, like to distill it down to just 
presence and like Mm -hmm. just honor you for being 23 years old and having that kind of foresight and insight and articulation because it definitely took me till I was about 28 years old to like desire anything but the present. And it took me like another 10 years (laughs) or eight years of mastery on that concept. We're still, we're still in the mastery. I'm sure it's a lifelong journey, you know, trying to distill it down to the present and being present, but you know, like to even have that desire is so powerful at such a young age. You're such a little old soul. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You and you and Tiger Lily, you little twins over there. I know. I like to say, <laughs> I like to say we're both old souls in young bodies, and we're just drifting in between. Absolutely. Like that's just what it feels like. But you know, too, something I wanted to add to what you said was that, like, adversity and challenges, and like the parts of our timeline that are uncomfortable, they actually are like expanders for our capacity to receive. Yes. You you can't hold like the, the shit, like the murkiest, Mm -hmm. like darkest, like if you can't hold for yourself in those moments, then how can you just, how can you expect to hold the greater blessings that are, are ahead of you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With, actual presence and gratitude and appreciation for the whole experience. Ah, I love that word expanders of your capacity. Such a great phrase. Like I said, always articulating the thoughts I have in my head that I can't quite get out with such simplicity. You are like a walking thesaurus. I fucking love it. (laughs) If you have not taken Fallon's vibrational word mapping, do so. It's so good. It's like something that I've done, but like not quite in the process that you laid it out. It's so great. So like, by the way, while you have the chance, because like you might be doing away with your courses, like go get that. If you're listening to this, look for it. Um, we have just a few minutes left, but I wanted to ask you, what is, is there anything that you wanted to leave people with? And also I want to ask every guest this, what is, what does rebellious reinvention mean to you? Mm, Okay. So I think what I want to leave everyone with and answering that question will tie in one in the same. So what I want to say is that like, you have to allow yourself to, go through like the evolutions that your your life has placed you here to experience i think that it's like a huge disservice to ourselves when like we place ourselves on one finite timeline of like this is how my life has to look because we really this is how my life has to look this is how my career has to look this is how my business has to look this is how how i make money has to look when we cut ourselves off and like place ourselves in a vision of such even though it's it's ahead of where we might have been before, like for example, maybe you were in a corporate job and like that was your thing and then you discovered something different, something more creative. It's really just like a replication of that same matrix system when you tell yourself like, okay, I have a business now, like this is what I have to, to do or I have this career now, like this is what it has to look like. I really feel like life is is, the only goal in life is to just let life live through you and life is never stagnant it's never finite in the sense of how it grows how it goes how it expands it's always changing directions it's always um moving in like every single direction at once actually Mm. and so you have to let yourself do that you know I feel like I feel like we limit ourselves so much as human beings as to what's possible or what we can do or how much we can do or how 
you know, abundance can look or how our life gets to look because of either what we've seen or what we've been told. And in actuality, if you just kind of like cross all of that out and like look at yourself and ask yourself like, what is going to bring me the most fulfillment, not only at a material level, but also at a soul level, then you get to more authentically follow your path, not like authentically follow your path based on the choices that you've been given. Boom. Fallon. So good. Well said. I love that. Thank you so much for spending time with me. As always, I feel like we should do this again. We should have some specific topics because like some ideas popped up. So look forward to that. Where can everybody find you on the socials and website, et cetera? Yes. So on Instagram, it's at Fallon Satterfield. Super long name, complicated. I'm sure you'll have that in the show notes, Danielle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on TikTok, it's the spiritual bad bitch. And then spiritualbadbitch.com slash begin is where you can find all the things. Awesome. So everybody sign up for Fallon's Patreon where you can find her paid content as well. It's only what? Oh, I don't want to. Re- $22 a month. It's where all of her long form content has moved. And I'm telling you, her writing is worth the $22 a month and being part of the Bad Bitch community. There's a lot of other free value you get in there as well or added value. Thank you so much, Fallon. Thank you, Danielle. Every week we have a reoccurring segment and I share my favorite things, tangible products, things to walk away with above and beyond the conversations I share with you. So the categories are think, read, do, buy. I'm going to share with you something from think to start. This week's rebellious perspective. Do we actually want celebrities to be happy? I was telling Gabe, my fiance, how Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker just got married. This was like a few days ago, if you're listening later. Um, And they got married on World Goth Day. I don't know why this was like intriguing to me. Well, I know why, because I like actually love the Kardashians. And I was telling them, him that they got married on World Goth Day and their whole wedding was sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. And unless you've been hiding her under, under a rock, you know this as well. Now, people have many feelings about Kardashians and celebrities. I have my own. I absolutely love them. Despite their bubble of privilege that they might live in, I do feel like they are self-made and marketing geniuses. Now, definitely with a leg up from where they come from, but they did amass billions via social media, etc. Anyways, I digress. As I was telling Gabe that they were married and happily ever after he wanted to bet me a thousand dollars that they were going to break up in a year now Gabe is a really conscious man but what I noticed was there's something psychologically that and we started to discuss it I was like why wouldn't you want them to be happy like they're people too so what is it psychologically that we want to see celebrity fail my hope is that society shifts enough that we can actually see them as people right like I don't want to be that famous one day or even like half as famous and people be hating on me and wishing for the demise of my relationship. So that's my rebellious thought. I am open for dialogue. I'm open for discussion. So hit me up in the DMs or feel free to share this on Instagram and rant about it. I'm open all ears. Read the next category. Since we had Fallon on today and she's the spiritual bad bitch, I wanted to inspire you to get to know astrology a little better via my favorite coffee table book, The Astro Poets. Check it out in the show notes along with some other favorite book. We'll leave that Amazon link for 
for you. And bye. If you're, you've been following me or my guest Fallon for a while, you know that we are the aesthetic and graphic design Canva queens. She especially loves to use graphics throughout all her stories, all her Instagram posts. She does her whole website, everything as do did I for a long time, which is why if you're not already using Canva, you need to run and not walk and open account now. The link in the show notes will give you a premium photo illustration or sticker from me. And that is what I leave you with today. So think, read, buy, do, go, all of the above. Thank you for listening. Every week we'll have the same segment. So thank you for staying. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tag us on Instagram. 